let's turn our attention to the federal election campaign, where all the talk today is about a recent tweet from liberal Christia Freeland. Now, yesterday, Freeland tweeted an edited video featuring Aaron O'Toole and suggested that the conservative leader wants more private-for-profit involvement in Canada's health care system. Now, that video has since received a manipulated media warning label from Twitter. And, of course, everybody is tweeting and uh, talking about this out on the campaign today. And for more, let's welcome in John Capabianco, senior partner with Fleischman Hillard High Road, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. John, good afternoon. Hey, Jeff. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, Can you tell us a bit more about why this video, why was it uh, flagged by Twitter, John? What's the problem? Well, it's it's interesting to see, quite frankly, Jeff, that that the liberals now have the special distinction as 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 the as did the former president uh, Donald Trump when he was, of course, tweeting back in the U.S. and of course Twitter uh, shut down his Twitter accounts as well. So what happened here was obviously uh, Chrystia Freeland used what about two or three words of of a, about a three paragraph response that that Aaron O'Toole gave back when he was running for leadership of the party to try to indicate uh, falsely, quite frankly. Uh, that he was about private health care system, when in fact, if you read the, uh, the you know, subsequently, the, the Liberals put the whole t- context of it. But of course, it was after the after the tweet got got uh, nailed by by Twitter by saying manipulated media, that he was very much in favor of and actually wants and believes that universal health system as the backbone. Uh, uh, and we've been using it through the pandemic. So it was just false. And I give credit to Twitter for actually stepping up and, and, and marking it. Uh, as they did, because it was purely manipulation. Uh, and, you know, they uh, obviously are showing some desperation early on in the campaign. All right. You mentioned that they have since uh, tweeted out a link to the entire exchange or the entire uh, interview or Mr. O'Toole's uh, response. The prime minister, uh, John, was asked about this on the campaign trail earlier today. I want to read you his response. He says, what's really important here is that in the middle of a pandemic, Aaron O'Toole came out unequivocally in support of private health care in terms of for-profit health care. We posted the entire interview in its entirety. I encourage all Canadians to take a look to see what Aaron O'Toole has to say about uh, what he sees on the future of health care. What do you make of that? Is that a justifiable response? No, it's not. And, it, and again, I think they're just trying to double down and, and, and never apologize for any mistakes that they made. But when, when Twitter actually marks it, manipulated media, that's something. They don't do that lightly as you saw from from you know what we saw from the US campaign back uh, a few a few months ago Jeff so they don't do that lightly they they obviously saw that 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 the tweet was actually using one word of a of a three or four paragraph level response and then of course then they send a link which is completely different folks don't don't normally tend to to go into the links but they sort of see the the top line Twitter stuff. So for them to be able to have it marked as manipulated media and for the prime minister to double down on it is just absolute nonsense, but it shows a desperation. He had a bad week. Uh, you know, the polls are tightening. And I suspected what they would do is, as most liberals do, whenever there's tightening in the polls against conservatives, they bring up, you know, issues like abortion and, and, you know, two tier healthcare system. They've used that time and time again, but our leader, Errol Tool has basically said, look, I'm a pro-choice leader. I believe in the freedom of, of women to make the choice. And he's basically said and given in his platform more money to health care than any other government has in the past if he becomes prime minister. So and he's made it clear, abundantly clear that he believes in the universal health care system. 
Um, and, and that's something that the Prime Minister refuses to, uh, to acknowledge. And quite frankly, it doesn't talk about his own record in health care, which has been abysmal. All right, you mentioned that this indicates some sort of desperation on behalf of the Liberals. I wanted to ask you, John, as well, uh, I mean, what we're talking about here, too, is uh, misinformation or uh, manipulated media, as Twitter uh, puts it. And, of course, we've been talking about uh, this, you know, for years, really, but uh, certainly during the uh, pandemic when it comes to, you know, accurate and reliable information when it comes to things like uh, vaccines and vaccine uh, hesitancy and the amount of misinformation that's out there regarding COVID and COVID vaccines. So just how damaging is this when some pretty high profile uh, members of the uh, Liberal Party, in this case, uh, Christia Freeland and then, uh, you know, Prime Minister Trudeau backing her up, that they're uh, justifying this uh, tweet that has been flagged by Twitter? Well, it, 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 gets, it speaks to the, 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 the level of, of distrust that public have with politicians in general. And I think, you know, during the pandemic, when all the parties were working together and everybody was behind the prime minister, as they should be, when, when everybody was rallying behind, they'd make sure that we had the right money going to businesses and individuals and all the information was coming out. There was a lot of trust that was, in, was imparted onto, uh, onto leaders and, and both health and political leaders. But as we started seeing sort of differing information and, and misinformation and, and levels of government changing their, their viewpoints, I think that the public became a little bit less confident in, in what you're hearing. And when you're seeing this kind of stuff and, you're, and reading it, uh, and then getting Twitter saying that it's manipulated media. That's not good, not only for the politicians, but for the media itself, because then everybody starts questioning whether or not anything that anybody is saying is truthful. And I think that's where that people feel, you know, especially in politics and elections, that, that you know, they're never getting the straight goods. Yeah, and I think there's a concern out there that this possibly has ramifications far beyond just uh, the election or election uh, rhetoric, uh, to your point. Now, the Tories, they have asked Election Canada to investigate this uh, tweet as a possible uh, violation, John, of the Elections Act? Yeah, that's something that they've just done now, and I think that they're probably right to do that, and it's up to Elections Canada to to, um, evaluate it. But, you know, if you notice, Jeff, it was such a blatant misuse of of what they were trying to do with respect to what Aaron said a year ago that, you know, they want to know who did this, who instructed them to do this, because they were parsing literally words from the three paragraphs to make it sound, you know, as if it was something completely different than what the intent was. And that's dishonesty. And that, quite frankly, Elections Canada should be reviewing that. Uh, And and I'm waiting to hear what they come back with. But but if Twitter was able to at least announce it and and, uh, and mention it or mark it as manipulated media, that goes, that's going to go a long way in what Elections Canada will be reviewing and, and taking for uh, for this issue. What, if anything, can Elections Canada do about this, though? I mean, is it any more than just a uh, slap on the wrist? Well, yeah, it's probably going to be a sanction of some sort or, or uh, you know, a note to say that, yes, in fact, something was, was infringed upon. Uh, I'm not sure they can do much during the election. They might be able to do something after the election. But, you know, even even something like, you know, an admonishment of what they did uh, might be damaging enough for the liberals because it would it would prove that that what they did was wrong, notwithstanding what what Twitter mentioned as manipulated media for the tweet tweet. But Elections Canada saying something uh, would actually have some impact on it, no matter what they decide to do or how they do it. You know, of course, the landscape is changing so rapidly thanks to social media and technology uh, these days. Uh, do we need, uh, once this election is done, do you think, John, to sit down and address the election laws and Election Canada and 
what sort of sanctions can be put in place? Do we need to see uh, some updated and some strong laws put into place when it comes to uh, misinformation on social media or, or elsewhere during a campaign? For sure. I think, you know, especially over the last number of elections and, and what we've seen in the U.S., you know, because it's so you know, prevalent uh, with respect to what the president was doing, what the Republicans and Democrats were saying back and forth on social media. And the fact that some of the big, you know, tech companies were, were, were putting in place, you know, filters in, in areas where they would say, hey, look, this is not this is not true or there's some truth potential uh, problems with this issue. I think we're seeing that in Canada now with this election for the first time. And we're going to continue to see that because social media uh, and digital campaigning will be more and more prevalent as uh, as we get on. But this is, you know, every election that we've seen over the last couple, we've seen social media become far more powerful. Uh, and this one, this election that we're in now included. So, and we're going to sort of see more of that. So for sure, there'll be some rules and regulations that'll be tweaked uh, as they go along to see what worked and what didn't work. All right, John, appreciate the conversation and the time this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right, there goes John Capabianco, senior partner with Fleischman Hillard High Road. On, yes, this a tweet from Christia Freeland sent out uh, yesterday in which it was flagged uh, by Twitter as being manipulated media and given a, a Twitter uh, warning. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.